I am Ashwini Chhatre and I teach public policy at the Indian School of Business. My areas of work focus on natural resources and their governance. At ISB, I primarily teach two courses. One is climate change and business. The other course I teach is the business of food that takes a systems approach. We cover the entire territory from production through distribution and processing to consumption as well as the impacts and outcomes of the food system, such as on environment and health. Today, I would like to share my work on forests. Nobody, I believe today, would think that forests are not important as a topic, either for research or for action. We all want forests to be protected. We all want more forests. We want forests to be regenerated. But it's not as easy as it sounds or seems. We have had global challenges in trying to protect the remaining forests that we have. Deforestation continues to be a challenge in many parts of the world. And we have not been particularly successful in regenerating forests that have been cut down or degraded. What is it that I specifically focus on? I look at the value that forests create. And at the global level, this value is now appreciated and has even been quantified. We know that forests provide multiple ecosystem services. The basket, now known as nature-based solutions, includes forests as its primary ingredient. Forests provide us not only with carbon sequestration to mitigate climate change, but also watershed services, pollination services, and many, many, many other benefits without which our lives would be incomplete. In India, we have a lot of forest. Many of them are intact, but a large fraction of our forest estate is either degraded or largely bare. This large forest landscape spread across the length and breadth of India, provides incomes and livelihoods to close to 200 million people. There is a thriving forest economy in, in India, but it is largely invisible. And my research tries to make this economy visible one small step at a time. Once we start to look carefully, we can find forests in our homes and not just in the timber in our furniture. Forests are in the ingredients in our hand lotions and soaps. They are part of our foods, both traditional and new age modern. We pay a premium for wild and natural. All of it comes from forests. And many of our traditional medicines come with ingredients that are sourced from forests across the country. Think about Dabaraula case tale that our grandmothers used, or my daughter uses. The aula in that oil comes from forests. There are many medicines like trifala. The behda and hirda that are used in trifala come from forests. And countless other ways in which forests find their way into our homes. Once we start to appreciate how much of a forest there is inside our living rooms and bathrooms and kitchens. We must then turn our attention to where these forests are, 
that provide all the ingredients that we consume. And of course, the 200 million people who are involved in the collection and sale of these raw materials that ultimately find their way into our homes. These people are largely invisible. The forest economy is informal. And by the time these raw materials from forests enter the formal value chains, they are already too far away from the forest. We cannot see the forest even if we wanted to. My research over the last 20 years or so has tried to make the forest economy visible. I've been working on mechanisms to first bring the forest economy into the formal sector and two, ensure that there are enough safeguards for sustainability. I worked with governments to persuade them and then work closely with them in implementing many of these programs that will lead to more value addition and capture at the local level. I work with corporations, corporations that use forest-based raw material and help them forge partnerships, not just with governments, but also with local communities. And I conduct research on mechanisms that create economies of scale so that community-based enterprises face favorable terms of trade when they partner with governments and industry. Much of this research involves outlining the steps that need to be taken. The first step is aggregation. Economies of scale are extremely important to benefit in the market. The second important stage is mechanization. I will give you an example. There are women in Himachal Pradesh that collect wild hazelnuts that grow in the forest. Nobody knows about these. Just imagine the cachet that wild, forest-based, naturally growing hazelnuts would have in the market. But these women go out, collect the hazelnuts, peel them, dry them in the sun, and then use Stone Age tools. Put the hazelnut on a stone and break it with another stone. This is technology that existed 40,000 years ago. Surely we can do better than that. I work with partners to develop technology to improve the efficiency of extracting hazelnuts from the pods. We have been working with a technology partner and have increased our efficiency from 50% to 90% in the last six months. That is fantastic, but that must be expected. Research that I'm involved in shows that there are so many opportunities for increasing efficiency and creating economies of scale, which have not been exploited simply because the economy is invisible. The people who collect it, poor women in, in most cases, are participating in an informal economy at very, very low levels of production. While we value the natural and the wild, and we pay a premium for products that advertise wild and natural products, we have failed to appreciate the extent of, of the forest economy at the base of this pyramid. And my research into this first mile production system demonstrates the, the jobs and the wealth that can be created 
by simple investments and through clear multi-party partnerships involving governments, corporations, and the communities themselves. One last aspect of research that I believe is extremely important in my portfolio is sustainability. Once the value of a resource increases, once you get a better price for a forest product, the likelihood that you will over-harvest it increases in proportion. We do not want our existing forests to be over-harvested, to be degraded by, by bad harvesting practices. And it is important, therefore, to create mechanisms to protect forests while also creating jobs and generating incomes. My research has worked on one particular channel, community forests. So under prevailing law in India, communities are filing claims to management rights over forests that allows them not only to protect the forests, but also capture the benefits of forests from the future for, for their children. The only way forests will be protected is if they are valued by the people who live in or near the forests. My research is directed at creating this value and then capturing it at the local level. And to create incentives such as through management rights and ownership by local communities, the incentives that will help protect forests for the future. 